There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Five Times Podcast. To see a legend near you, check out the events page on our website, fivetimes.co.uk. Welcome to the Five Times Podcast. It's me, Neil Meller, and we are in Ellie's in Greasby. Welcome along. It's sure to be a cracking listen to some brilliant guests for you. We've got John Aldridge, we've got Gary McAllister, Chris Kirkland, and also delighted to say we've been joined by Ricky Lambert as well. So before we get started, check out the website for loads of new dates as well for, for many other players, fivetimes.co.uk slash events trying to get around throughout the UK different cities may even visit yours so hopefully we do with this Fowler out there Garcia Haman Barnsley as well as Aldo McAteer so hopefully you will uh, get to one of those but let's get started with this one this is the five times podcast the voice of the ex-Liverpool players we've got John Aldridge with us great to have you on Aldo Neil you okay yeah okay let's start with Saturday how good was that? I thought it was a really good uh, good performance, to be honest. Uh, the, the one thing that uh, I, was, I was really pleased with when, when obviously we gave that stupid goal away, you know, mm. and, and it's Lucas's only mistake of the game. The way they reacted after the break, because just before half-time, we dominated. It could have been three or four. And you're thinking, oh, could that come back and haunt us? But, you know, the, the, the way they come out and instead of sitting back, they, they went forward and, and delved and probed. And then they, you know, I think Leicester perhaps got away with it a little bit. It's felt like ages, hasn't it, you know, since we've had to wait for a home game, a few away games early on in the season. Mm. But what was it like in the, in the new main style? Oh, Are you in there? Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. I'm very old-fashioned in many ways. I've been going to Anfield since, since the mid-60s. With the 8,500 people that's come in, there's a lot of youthfulness come in there and it's generated mm. more atmosphere that links the, the, the old fans up around the ground. And it, it was brilliant when they were singing the songs and they were all joining in. It wasn't just a cop. It linked it all in. It was, it was, it was superb. Hold a regular echo column. Do you get yourself in a bit of trouble there? I, I got carried away, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was um, quite tense at the time and Leicester went... went forward and, and, and what though referees have it hard, we know that and I pick on them an awful lot but it was a blatant handball by, by, by a Leicester player on, on, on the edge of our box and as mm. you know jump up, like even when you play me do it don't we, or you did it Neil as well you go handball yeah, yeah. it's, it's handball, I'm not being funny it's ridiculous <laughs> We're 200 yards away the referee's 5 yards away and he doesn't see it and, and I've got all the ex-players and all the squad around me, and I was like a nugget, you know, going up and down. I couldn't believe that if he didn't see, you know. Brilliant. Look, looking at the game, obviously, Daniel Sturridge came in, Coutinho missed out, Lovren missed out as well. How did you think Sturridge did coming into the team? Yeah, yeah, he'd, he'd done better. Um, first and foremost, his attitude was, was, was an awful lot better. 
you know, he's obviously had a talk with the manager and, and various people, and he's started to knuckle down. He realised he might have, may have lost his way slightly in different ways. He's hardly played, you know, he can't get in the team as much, you know, he's not the prominent striker that we depend upon all the time. And, um, and, and I think he had a goal. The, the, the one thing that stuck out to me, well, there's two really, but the first one mm. was he chased back into our own half and he lost the ball and he got it back and he gave it back to the goalkeeper. Well, all the ground cheers. Mm. He might have thought it was a little bit ironic in many ways, but it shows you what they want from him. And he did that. He worked really, He worked hard, you know, compared to what he has done. He, he is rusty in front of goal. He needs a goal. He, he just needs a goal or two and he will fly. But I was made up with his attitude. And when he come off, normally he has a bit of a titty lip. And, and he, he, he come off and, 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 you know, the manager, you know, embraced him. And he said, yeah, thanks, you know. And it was good to see that rather than, you know, moping about. Uh, he, he, yeah, he's, he's a top player. And, and all we want is to see him work hard and score goals for, his, uh, for himself. Oh, I've got to ask you. Someone who loved hitting the back of the net. Ah. He's cheeky back heel, unselfish yeah, for Marnie. Do you pass it there, or are you going for goal yourself? Was... <laughs> but, but, but maybe that you're saying he needs a goal. Maybe he's not the confidence there, or is that just... Maybe, no, no, not really. No, that was great awareness, Neil. That mm. was just fantastic awareness, what was around him. He knew it was quite hard, because the goal, uh, the, the, the defender got, got goal side of him, and he knew it would be hard to score. And that was the pass of the game. That was, mm. pa- that was the pass of the weekend. It was as good as a goal. It was unbelievable awareness. It was a fantastic goal. It what really brilliant. was. But the, the two or three chances he had, you know, okay, the goalkeeper pulled off a decent save, but one of them, but normally, you know, a couple of years ago, he'd bang that in. Mm. So I, I know how he feels. Things aren't quite going away, go, going his way in front of goal at the moment. But all he needs is a goal you know, to go in off his backside or whatever, or, or fluke it in, and, and he'd fly. We've asked the fans on Twitter to ask a question, looking at Sturridge at the weekend. He was involved in three of the goals, denied a couple of times by Smeichel, didn't score. But at Kev Thompson asks, would Daniel Sturridge be in your starting lineup against Chelsea, and who would you drop in the one of yeah. the three behind? No, 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 I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't make any um, changes. I'd keep the shit. Keep... Obviously, Lovren's got to come in. You know, because he sent. Mm. I thought Lucas was superb after his mistake. It was it was his only you know error in in the ninety minutes. But I, th- I think um, he knows he's going to be a squad player this year. He's he's like the captain of the dressing room in many ways. But I think Lovren comes in first and foremost, and then uh, I don't think he can make a change. You know, it's a four-one demolition of the of the champions. May have got them at the right time. I don't know, but. But even Coutinho, for me, stays on the bench. Interesting. Well, well, I know you had a little chat with Lucas after the game. How was he? Because he's yeah. come up against one of the top forwards, Jamie Vardy, who loves running in behind. And, you know, apart from that one mistake, I thought he did really well at centre-half. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just mean my dog's over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's barking. <laughs> it's the only pop. Uh, yeah, no, I thought he was brilliant. You know, he, he's faultless. But I think he knows his role because... Um, because the manager's had in-depth talks with him, he knows he's a great pro. 
but the, mm. the way he reacted, you know, after after after, after the mistake, you know, we had, I had a laugh with him just said that's your first assist for a long time, <laughs> <laughs> and we had a laugh and all. But he's top man, and, and what he does in, in, in and around Merseyside for charities, he's excellent. He's, he's a cracking bloke. He's got a lovely wife, and you know what? The older he's got, he's, he's been he's been quite influential, you know, as, as a Liverpool player in the squad. I must say, I made up his stayed every every transfer window is linked with going. You think he don't? Go, absolutely, he ends up staying. Yeah, but, absolutely. The time may may come where he wants to play. You know, he's not getting any younger. He want to play. Might be the end of the year, but you know, to have him in and round, and even as a centre half, he reads the game so so well. And hey, by the way, in the air, he's excellent. Just a quick one. We've got Gary McAllister coming on soon. Mm-hmm. He makes his debut doing a live show on the road for five times. What's he letting himself in for? Ah, Gary's a great lad, you know. He's uh, he he he's not, he he's, uh, he'll be all right, you know. Just ask him a few dodgy questions about his golf handicap, and he'll be all right. <laughs> right, <laughs> Chelsea Friday. What yeah, are you thinking ahead of this one. Um, tough, tough. I think um, you know you got to keep Hazard at bay. Um, Costa. If I was a centre half, I'd be I'd be pulling his shirt. I'd be in his ear. I'd be doing everything because, you know, he was he's been very lucky to stay on the pitch on a couple of occasions against us. Yeah, you know. Um, well, even last he, week against Swansea, I'm thinking how he stayed on the pitch. He's just crazy, but but he he, he he's a, he's a fantastic striker. Yeah. You know, as, as an old fan, in our day, you know, he would have been one of the best strikers of all time because he could have elbowed, he could have smacked people, he got away with it because <laughs> no cameras. But in the modern, modern, modern era, he can't do it. You know, he just goes around trying to bully people, and and he sticks up for himself, which which is good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, some of the things he does is, is, is really nasty uh, when perhaps he doesn't have to because, as a forward, he, he, he's, he's, he's excellent. It's been a- but if we can keep him quiet and, and as it, I think um, we, we could do all right there. I, you know, not going overboard, but we we, we showed that Arsenal and at Tottenham we got very lucky to hold us to a draw. Mm. You know, our capabilities, especially when teams come out and play against us and they expect Chelsea to do that with... Uh, we, I think we'll score there, um, but you know we, we need to keep them up there as well. It's been a tough start to the season. You mentioned we just well, beat the battered the champions at Anfield at the weekend. Arsenal away, Tottenham yeah. away, now Chelsea yeah. away. But yeah, we're still right in the mix. So it's been a decent. Yeah, start. there is. You know, and you know we we've still got some some really tough games that, that that's coming up. You know, it's, it's it's been, you know, it's been a tough start. Burnley, Burnley knackered us a little bit. You know, not taking the three points there. That that everyone thought was a gimme, but it's the first home game. We got them at the wrong time. We got to make up from that, you know. And mm. uh, I think if we come away from Chelsea, you know, unscathed. Then we've got games winnable coming up that we we could do well. At. Hold on, Friday night football. Where are you watching it? The boozer or at home? I'm going to watch it at home. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I normally work doing the commentary for the LFC TV. Well, but I, I'm off this. this so, so I'm, I'm just going to watch it in the house yet, you know. So, so I'll enjoy it. Maybe get a couple of cans and I don't know yet. Right, top man, Aldo. Thanks. All right, Neil, all the best. Cheers for that, Aldo. This is the Five Times Podcast, hosted by Neil Meller at Ellie's in Greasby. Right, goal, goalkeeper's time now with Chris Kirkland, another man who was keeping a close eye on the Reds on Saturday. He was sat next to Ray Clements, I believe. Kirky, nice to have you on. How much did you enjoy that display on Saturday? Yeah, thanks. Um, good to be on. Uh, it was brilliant. I went with uh, Lucy. I did sit next to Ray Clements. That was good. Uh, I've not seen him since I've, I was training with the England squad. He used to obviously coach us, so it was great to have a catch-up with him. 
the game was was fantastic. Liverpool really showed what they're capable of on the day. Uh, it was exciting. They worked hard. They pressed Leicester. They didn't give them a moment's peace. And mm. 4-1 was, was, you know, it was a fair result. It, it could have been more, but the thoroughly deserved the 4-1. Were you sat in the main stand as well? How did you find that? Yeah, it's big. It's huge, to be fair. I mean, I couldn't see right to the top because it sort of overhangs a bit. Um, but it's, it's, the atmosphere was great. And obviously, with the, the football that Liverpool were playing, it made everyone, you know, made the atmosphere even better because they were played so well. You said you were sat next to Ray Clements. I'm looking at the goal we conceded. Lucas gifted it to Vardy, some might say. I'm looking at Mignolet and thinking, why are you giving Lucas the ball there? I know you're at Goalkeepers Union sat next to each other. What did you make of it? No, no, I, I completely agree. I, 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 there's so much made now of playing out from the back, and, and which I understand, but there's times to do it. and The time to pass the ball along your own byline is not the time to do it. I don't care if you're four or five minutes up, whatever. Uh, he's taking unnecessary risks and you might get away with it a few times, but you're always going to get caught with it. We had the same situation at Wigan. When was it Wigan under Roberto Martinez? He wanted us to play out all the time from the back and in the end we got relegated because the better teams just pick you off and uh, they'll score goals again. They'll set up so you play and then they'll just pressure. So, yeah, I, I mean, that was an unnecessary goal. It, it, you know, it was caused from, as I say, from something that shouldn't have ha- shouldn't happened. But as a keeper, have you, have you got to recognise that maybe? Because I'm looking at yeah, that and, and they were ready for it. And it well, was a poor pass. It was underweighted to Lucas. And yeah, he shouldn't have kicked it straight to Vardy. But as a keeper, you've got to recognise that they're pressing to, to want to try and win the ball back high. Yeah, exactly. But then again, you don't know what the manager said. It's like the Bravo situation at City. His manager's telling him to pass out from the back. So he's telling him, he's obviously told him what he, you know, what what passes are good and what what to do. And you know, the the same might be with Jurgen Klopp. He might have told him to do that. And you know, if the manager's told you to do that, then I suppose you've got to do it, even if it's going to put you under pressure. But if he's not said it to him, then you have got to use common sense there. You know, he's experienced enough now. He's been in the Premier League long enough against Leicester as well, especially with the pace that they've got up front. Mm. You're going to get caught. So, you know, as I said, if Klopp said something to him, then you know he's got to do it. But if he's not, then yeah, that's it's not it's not great. No clean sheet uh, this season in the Premier League for Liverpool. Thinking about an unsettled back line, you know, Carrius brought in, hasn't played yet. Matip's missed, missed a game early on. Lovren missed the other day. We haven't really had a, a recognised left back. I mean, how disruptive do you think that is not having a, a real settled back line, do you think? Massive, massive. The the defence and the goalkeepers are, is probably the most important important. Um, pack of the team it's you've got to I've always found that when I've played in a in a settled back four I've always played better and and the defence um, always said that they they felt better as well when I was always behind them sort of thing um, but from my own point of view yeah, the, the, you've got to have a settle you, you get to know what players do and if you're swapping and changing all the time, then you're second guessing. But if you play with a steady back four, mm. you know you know what they're going to do. They know that you know, and they know what you're going to do. They'll know if you're going to come out and take crosses. They'll know if you're going to stand your line or you know stuff like that. So it, it does it doesn't help at all. Carrius has been brought in in the summer. He's fit again now. Thankfully, I see him. As number one, looking forward to seeing how he does. We, we asked the fans about certain questions. One of them on Twitter, at Ash, capital FMH, says, does Carrius come in versus Chelsea or do you wait for the cup game and decide from there? Well, I've, I had this question asked on Saturday and 
I would have threw him in on Saturday. Uh, if he's built, if he's been brought in as number one and he's training and he's ready, then throw him in. You know, you can't you can't really build up to getting thrown in the Premiership. You've every game's you know every game's different, and mm. I just if it was me. If it was me looking at it, I was trying to look at things from my perspective. I'd want to play. I'd want to get straight in there. I wouldn't want to be eased in. I don't think you can be eased in at a club like Liverpool. You, you, you can't be. So no. the, best, the best thing to do is just to get out there and, and get playing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him. A lot's been said about him. Uh, I've seen bits of him. I've seen he's very cool on the ball, very calm. He's good with his feet. He's, uh, he's demand. He's... Um, Confident in his own 18-yard box, he, he comes and takes things. So, uh, hopefully, it'll be a good fit for Liverpool. Be some debut out there, wouldn't it? Going to Stamford Bridge and and being chucked in. Looking at City at the weekend, bringing their goalkeeper in Bravo, he chucked him straight in against United. As you say, if if, if he's number one that and he's fit, then he plays. But it is a big call to chuck him straight in after such a, an impressive win against Leicester. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but as I said, it, uh, you know, nobody knows what's been said. Um, the rumours are that he's been told he's going to be the number one. So if them rumours are true and, and the club have told him that, then he's he's got to play for me. Um, you know, and obviously Simon, I don't know if Simon knows the situation either, but if you've got the other keeper knowing that he's not going to be number one, it, it, it doesn't really help. It doesn't really help. No good can come of that. So I think he, as I say, if he's ready now, I think he's had a couple of weeks training. He's, put, he's obviously played in practice games behind closed doors. Uh, but you need to get to the real thing and say Chelsea away, pff, great game. But as I say, if he has a you know if he has a fantastic game, then you know everyone everyone's happy. Kirky, Jurgen Klopp wants all the goalkeepers to be friends: Karius, Mignolet, Manninger. Yes, it is. Is that yes. possible when you're fighting for that number one shirt? Keepers are together all the you know a lot of the time, um, and it's it's a, yeah, as I said, there's only two three of you at a time with outfield plays. You've got you know groups of twenty twenty five players. But with the keepers, you're together a lot of the time. I've always had great relationships with every keeper I've played, even when I was number two or, or number one. You know, you have to get on with each other. It's just, you know, it's the unwritten rule, but you do have to get on with each other. It's good to see that battle because I'm looking at Carrie thinking that is a real, real, someone really pushing Mignolet now. In the past few years, you felt hasn't really had someone pushing him, whereas Carrie has come in and I'm thinking back to perhaps your time at Liverpool when, when Dudek was there and the two t top keepers really pushing each other and it can really help, can't it? Oh, it can, yeah. We used to push each other loads in training. I mean, Jersey was fantastic when it comes to the club. It was, uh, you know, I was worried I was going to get in, actually. You know, Gerald told me that to buy me time and learn from him and when the time's right to get in. But I seen him in training. I thought, Jesus, there's no way I'm going to get in front of this lad. And, you, uh, you both signed on the same day. You had the medical first. Did you get in there first? I or not? don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But we, I knew, as I said before, I knew he was signing and he knew I was signing. So there was no confusion or anything. I knew that I was going to be number two for a certain amount of time. And, you know, I was I was happy to learn off Jersey. And, and Joe Corrigan, obviously the coach, and Gerard Hulley for me and Phil Thompson, they were great with me. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Goalkeepers is a different position, but I'm sure they'll get on. I mean, it's going to be, as you say, it's going to be an interesting battle. When I've when I've played and been in teams, it's always helped me to have an experienced keeper. Uh, I think I've been saying for a while that Liverpool needed to go and get somebody with experience. You know, maybe not to play, but to help the younger keepers because mm. it's a tough position. And, and to have somebody there that's done it, I know they've got Alex Manninger there now. I think that's a great move. He's, uh, he's experienced, he can pass on his, you know, he's probably not going to play unless there's an injury crisis, but 
mm. he can pass on his experience to the younger keepers, which I think every club needs. Just looking at you mentioned before about Bravo, who went to City from from Barca. Do you think the the landscape of of for goalkeepers is changing a little bit more? They're almost like a sweeper keeper. A bit well, it seems that way. It, it seems that way, doesn't it? Especially with with the foreign managers. Um, you know, it's, it's a difficult one because in Spain you can get away with that because the teams don't press you. You know, if you go back to your keeper in Spain, they tend to, you know, they won't harass you like a Vardy will or, you know, some of these top strikers. So I think it's slightly different in Spain, but in England, we've seen it already. You're going to get caught out. But as Guardiola says, he says he doesn't mind if he makes mistakes. He's He's got to keep playing the way he wants to play. And he is going to make mistakes. And, you know, Guardiola says that he's comfy with that. So, for me, the most important thing is, is always and will be keeping the ball out of the net. Right, to finish with Kirky, what, what's next for you? You left Bury last month. Yeah, um, I just thought it was time to, time to you know, I wasn't enjoying it like I've, I've always done. And I, I was just honest with myself. Said, "Look, I, I think it's time to step away, spend some time with the family." Which you know yourself when you're when you're footballer, especially in a club like Liverpool, you're away all the time. And mm. you know, I've I've not had chance. You know, even stuff like Christmas and New Year, you don't get real chance to celebrate them or to have a good time. So I'm just gonna for the next few months, I'm gonna keep beating you at golf. <laughs> and and, uh, and just spend some time with the girls, and then after Christmas, I think. Well, we're, hopefully, we're planning to do our badges together, aren't we? So hopefully, yeah. we can we can do that, and yeah, just see what happens after that. There might be a Mella Kirkland one and two soon, hopefully. You'll be number two, right? Top man, Kirky. <laughs> top top man. Uh, thanks for joining us. See you later. Bye bye. Top man, Kirky. Coming soon to a city near you, the Liverpool Legends. For more information and ticket prices, check out our websites, fivetimes.co.uk. Right, time for our special guest now on the Five Times podcast, a man who not too long ago was playing for Liverpool, Ricky Lambert. Ricky, great to have you on. Mel, it's a pleasure, mate. Nice one. As a Reds, you still keep an eye out for the Liverpool results? Of course, of course. Every week, um, flying at the minute, so now it's, it's, it's good to see. One, one man who is flying at the moment is uh, Adam Lallana, of course, somebody who you played an awful lot with at Southampton and Liverpool. How, how well do you get on with him? I, 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 I can't say enough about that. I've, I've been through a lot with uh, Ad and to to see him flying at the minute and do so well, which I always knew he was always going to get to this level, is it, it, brilliant to see. It's uh, I still keep in touch, just sending messages now and again, and he lets me know things are going. And no, it's, it's it's brilliant to see him made up for him. Did you text him after that absolute beauty against Leicester at the weekend? No, I haven't actually. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I was yeah, I've seen him mate and. Uh, he's uh, he, he's on fire at the minute. Yeah, I mean, he's. I, I think he's been a consistent performance since he came in. Obviously, people have questioned the goals and that, but I knew they were going to come sooner or later. I've got to say, I'm a big fan of him. I've seen a lot of him throughout his career, and you know, we see him on match day doing the business. But what's he like on the training pitch as well? What what, what I've always liked about that is is. His desire to win a game, his character on the pitch and off the pitch. Uh, I've always said he's not one of the, the tallest um, players out there, but he, he'll give it his own. 
if, if someone's not doing it, he, he'll always let them know. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That the standards is not right. And he's, he's always had them qualities, even when he was a young, young lad. I was, but he, was, he was more than confident to give it back to me. And I, I, I kind of love that about him, and he's only grew, grew, grew into that uh, kind of figure. Well, I texted him and I said that you were coming on to have a little chat, and straight away he texted back saying, I absolutely love Lambo, uh, and he jumped a few good memories. So I'll let you know the memories which, which sprung to mind for him about you that the hat trick at Watford in the Championship for Southampton, he said he set you up for the first one, that was a nice moment, and scoring at City. When you just come on after being on the bench for Southampton, just as after you've been promoted to the uh, to the Premier League, I mean, so you shared so many great memories. But you know, when, when I asked him about, it, he just said, "What a great finisher!" I mean, not, nice to hear those words, eh? No, it is. And um, like you said, I've had so many great memories. All my best memories of my career, he's been alongside me, and and I've contributed. Or contributed to my goal. He's assisted so many of my goals over them years. It's it's training really. And well, he said that. Like he with, he without, said you always used to pass to him. Was that because you you knew that you had more chance of scoring? No, every time I turned, I was looking for him, and I knew every time he turned, he's going to be looking for me. So it, it, it was a good partnership which I had for him. And then when when it when Jay Rodriguez came into it. It was all three of us, and I think that was the best year I've ever had um, as, as, a, as a link up. Me, Lalana, and Kay Rodriguez. And um, yeah, it was, it was obviously I took that again into Liverpool, and he, he assisted me for, for my first Liverpool goal as well. So I can't, can't, like I said before, I can't say enough about that and what he's done for my career personally. I think one thing that may surprise perhaps a few supporters out there is is his work rate as well because he's up there amongst one of the highest in the Premier League. He's got three goals. He's in six games for club and country. Is absolutely flying. But but he's playing in a more deeper role for Liverpool this season. Is that, is that where he perhaps he was at his best? Maybe even at his Southampton days before he arrived at Liverpool. Um, no, not really. I I I just got his best at Southampton when he was. Higher up on the on the left wing, he, um, a bit later on in Southampton, that's when Mauricio started giving him the more central role, and and, and again he, he excelled at that. Um, 
But yeah, like you said, he's, he's playing in a, in a deeper role at the minute. But I think I think what suits Adam at the minute is how much the, the players are interchanging with each other. Um, defensively, he knows exactly what's happening, and that's the he, he loves that. It, it, as long when Adam knows that everyone's everyone's on the right page, Adam will well he'll give it his hundred percent no matter what anyway. But he's 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 a good person to have defensively. When when it's that kind of pressure, he's always the one who's the first one to 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 break the line, to, to press the ball and and people follow that. Well, uh, we can't get you on without asking for your time at Liverpool. How would you reflect on that? Uh, obviously, I can always say I, I played for Liverpool. I scored, scored the goal for Liverpool and that will live, me, live with me forever. I obviously wanted it to go better than the way it did. It was... I was, I was flying at Southampton. I, I moved to Liverpool fully confident I, I could deliver and I could score the goals and it never worked out and it's something obviously I'll 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 always be a little bit disappointed about but I'll always I'll always be able to say I play for the Reds and that'll always mean everything. And is that something that as a young man growing up playing football for your local team you scored is that's something that you just always wanted to do to realise that dream to play for Liverpool and like you say you're one of the lucky yeah. ones who did that. Yeah, no, I dreamt of that every day when I was a kid. I, I dreamt of playing Liverpool, and obviously I thought that chance was, was well done by the time I turned 30 and then to obviously get a chance, and I was playing good and I was scoring goals. After I was over the moon, of course, and um, and I've got to say, some of, the, some of the memories I've got from Liverpool will live, live with me forever, so... It's obviously a decision when it came up, but it was, it was no decision to make. It was obviously, it was, even though what I had at Southampton, that the move, what was going to take me away was, was going to be Liverpool, and Liverpool came in for me. Um, so, yeah, no, it, like, like you said, it was a, it was a dream come true at, 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 the, at the time, and something I'll always remember. What was the proudest moment? Was it the debut? Was it the goal in the Champions League, your first goal, or, or even the time you were skipper? Um, I would say my first goal. Um, Sports so on the goal, Crystal Palace. I, it, it was obviously a few proud moments, um, but so I, I lived to score goals, and to, to say I scored to, to the football club it, it is, is always going to stick with me, and that first memory of putting the ball in the back of the net, uh, I would say that that was the, the best moment for me. You've had an in- incredible career, not many have achieved what you have scoring in the top four divisions in England, a goal in the Champions League and for your national team England. Cardiff now, what's left to do? I, I don't know, to be honest I'm still to play football and score goals I've, I've moved down to the championship to, to try and do that and that's what I'm hoping to do for, for the next two or three years and who knows after that Mel, I, I honestly I don't know it's I, I'm 34 now so I've, I've got to start thinking about life after football but at the minute man, I've still got a lot of hunger and I want to start scoring goals again I haven't scored that many goals the last couple of years and 
from Korea. I'm used to scoring goals, so I want to get back to scoring goals. Finally, how, how do you see Liverpool getting on this season? It started ever so well and obviously a great result at the weekend against Leicester. Chelsea around the corner, but how do you think Liverpool will realistically get on this season? Um, now I could not tell you. If, if the shame it wasn't last year, because we could have really challenged for the championship. I think this year, um, he's going to be, I think the big boys are not going to make the same mistake as last year. So it's going to probably going to be harder to get in the top one or two this year. So I think the best, the best we can hope for, I think is probably third, third place. Hopefully that's, that's uh, where Liverpool can finish. Lambo, you've absolutely deflated me. I'm thinking you're going to go top one, two, trophy. Uh, <laughs> and you've gone, uh, you've gone third. No, I've got, I've got my honest opinion. It's, obviously, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan as well, but I've, I'm seeing Man United, I'm seeing Man City, I'm seeing Chelsea, uh, I'm seeing the players, the managers they've got, and I'm not saying it's, it's impossible, but I'm being realistic. It's, I think if, if we've done anything better than third, then that is that is some goal. Considering I think the season what's going to come. I, I, well, I have to say we've we've thoroughly enjoyed having you on. I've loved the fact that you said we throughout the uh, the little chat here. So obviously you've still got Liverpool at heart, but we wish you all the best in the Championship this season at Cardiff, and no doubt we'll see you score many goals. So thanks for coming on, and all the best this season. Thanks, on, mate. Thank you. This is the Five Times Podcast, the voice of the ex-Liverpool players. Okay, brilliant. We've been joined by Gary McAllister. Gary Mack, brilliant to have you. How are you? Not bad yourself. You good? Good form. All great. All great. Thank you. It was an emphatic win on Saturday. What was your assessment against Leicester? No, I was. I've got to say, you know, it was a, it was a special day. You know, with the with the, the grand opening, of the beautiful new stand, mm. and it didn't let us down. I thought, I right, I thought right from the right from the word go, I thought we were on the front foot. I thought we played some really good football. You know, the intensity was there, but. I was impressed, you know, there, there was some good goals as well. You know, the, the goals were quality, wasn't there? There was some good movement, some good little combinations and some good finishes. So it was, it was a good day right from the word go. Well, you mentioned there about the excitement of the uh, the new main stand, which was absolutely fantastic, very impressive. But it was a win as well against the champions. And, and how important do you think the home form is going to be for Liverpool this season? Well, I think it's always said, there's always the cliche of making it, making it a fortress. You know, it, it is nice, you know, when you... I think the added amount of fans with the new stand is definitely going to help. I thought the atmosphere was was fantastic, you know, you know, from the cop right into the main stand and right around the whole ground. I think that'll definitely help. But it's about winning games, isn't it? As long as you as you win games and gather momentum, you know, then it become then then opposing teams come there a little bit fearful. And if you play like we did, you know, all the other teams are watching these games. You know, there's so many opportunities to see the goals and the and the highlights of games. So. You know, it's, I think people are starting to take starting to take notice of, of Jürgen and, and, and our team. We, we scored four goals, but we conceded mm-hmm. a soft one as well. Should the defensive errors be a concern, do you think, this season? The way it's gone, or is the attack just so breathtaking and it doesn't really matter? No, of course it matters. You know, and I'm sure Jürgen will be looking at it. You know, and again, it was another unforced error. You know, it's, it's one of those things that our managers can't really... You know, put in the equation when they when they're setting up the tactic for the game. It was an individual error, you know, from a very experienced international footballer. 
Are you blaming? Are, I'm looking at Mignolet and saying, why are you passing the ball though to Lucas? Uh, yes. You know, uh, listen. There's nobody more than me that likes to see football being played from the back. You know, mm. and never, you know this is the big topic recently. You know, but playing from the back doesn't mean you're passing balls across your six-yard box. You know that that's that's just poor play, isn't it? And it's, and it's about decision making. Yes, when it's on to get the ball done and, and make passes from the goalkeeper into midfield, into fullbacks, into centre backs, but it's getting the decision right. And sometimes it just needs to go long, doesn't it? It just needs to. It's at some point. There are times when teams cotton on, they close you down and you've got to go long to your strikers, you know, so it's not bad play when you hit a long pass. Let me ask you about Jordan Henderson. He's sitting a little bit deeper this season, hampered last season by the injuries that he had. You know, how, how, how big a season is it for Jordan Henderson? Because as the captain of the side, that added responsibility and a new position as well to, to, to almost learn. I think he can adapt and I don't think, I don't think he's actually, you know, Forced just to sit there. Yes, he's he's been asked to play in a slightly different role and be probably the deeper of the of the midfield players. I think when Emery Chan is, you know, I think I believe he's back training. If when he gets back into the team, Emery might just take that and, and just allow Jordan to get a wee bit further forward. But I don't I don't think Jurgen looks at him and says, "Listen, make no mistake, you cannot go beyond the ball." I think at times when Jordan's, you know joining in the play and plays a ball forward, I, I still think he's got a bit of license to go and maybe get in in and around the box and get in the box and, and try and nick a goal. But in, but in general, I, I would say his, his job at the moment, the way the team's shaping up, is just to sit there in front of the two centre-halves. Looking at the way the team's shaping up, it, it, it appears that we're getting more bodies forward. I think something that's been labelled at Liverpool in the last couple of seasons mm -hmm. is a lack of goals from midfield. Now, I'm looking at it at the weekend, I'm thinking Vinaldum's getting up there, Lalana's getting up there, he gets his goal, even Henderson late on and, yeah. and misses a great chance. Do you think this season with the system... In play with the midfielders, are we going to see perhaps midfielders chipping in with more goals? I think so. I, I, you know, you've got to say, you know, we've now, you know, we've now played, you know, we've played Arsenal, Spurs, and the champions Leicester. You know, in the three of those games, at times we've, we've looked pretty unplayable. You know, you know whether it's the as you say the midfielders coming from deep and and getting beyond the front guys, but Manny, Firmino, Coutinho, and Sturridge at the weekend. It's looking exciting. There's loads of little formations and little shapes that the manager can use. You know, I think the whole squad's going to play a part. But one thing's for certain, I, I think it's going to be exciting watching Liverpool play this season. Plenty Some of, com of the combinations, and as you say, on occasions at the weekend there, there was four, five, six getting in the box. And, mm. and it's exciting football. There's, there's plenty of competition, as you say, for places with, with the squad. Now, Emery Chan... As you said, he's back fit, perhaps not, not to be involved against Chelsea, but he's someone who you work with briefly. Where do you see his best position? Because I'm looking at him thinking, he's got so much talent. Have we seen him in his best position, do you think, yet at Liverpool? Well, I think, again, it's, 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 we've got to remember he's only, I think, Emery's still 22, 23, so he's, he's young as far as midfielders go. And, you know, and it's always a position I look at because that's where I played. You know, when I watch him, it's about gathering information and, and, and gathering experience, you know. So, at times, sometimes he may take too many touches. Sometimes, he, you know, he, he, he picks, makes the wrong decision to go short when it's maybe going to be a bit longer. But I think once he puts all that together, he's somebody who plays in the German national team. So, we can't tell him how to suck eggs. He knows how to play the game. But but in the midfield, I think as you get older and play more games, you just sort of. I think he'll gather more of an identity. I think he can. I think he's a box-to-box -box player. I think he can do most things really well. Mm. He can tackle. He can compete. He's got good energy. He can score a goal. He can have. You know, his, his range of passing is there. And 
you know, I've seen him play at the back as well. You've seen him play at the back. Yeah, I quite like him. He's, he's versatile as well. So I think he's going to be a key player for the manager and Liverpool in, in years to come because he's he's still a young man. Yeah. Well, well he's, he's certainly going to play his part this season. But perhaps one man, Marco Gruitch, you saw bits of him on the pre-season mm-hmm. tour. He scored what, against Barca, Fleetwood, Huddersfield. Stats last year at Red Star, six goals, seven assists in 29 appearances. When do you think we'll see him involved for the first team? Well, he's another one who can who adds that bit of you know he's certainly got a physical presence. Uh, he's six foot plus, you know, powerful player. You know, mm. and for a big man, he's got he's got a silky touch. He's got some nice, clever feet. You know, he moves the ball really well for such a big guy. Mm. And he's just another. He's just a, he's a member of the squad who who actually can make an impact. You know, maybe when there's games and it's we're finding it tough to break teams down. I think he's got an eye for a pass and 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 a goal. So. Again, he's another one, another young player, you know, fairly inexperienced, but, you know, he's definitely got qualities that can add to the, to the team. Just briefly, with the transfer windows closed, some mm-hmm. very good business done by Liverpool, both in and out. have to ask you about Balotelli. How would you sum up his time at, at, at Liverpool? Uh, you know, I was surprised when, when, he, that, when, that he, was arrived, when he arrived. <laughs> <laughs> when he arrived at Anfield, I was surprised. Um, I worked a bit with I worked a bit with Mario when he was there when I was there with Brendan. Yeah, you know, he, 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 I done a few sessions just one to one with him. You know, and as far as you know, towards me, he was fine. You know, I found him okay, but I didn't get to know him a great deal. He was sort of he wasn't training at the times we were training, so mm. I don't think it worked. I think it was just a clash. I don't think the styles particularly worked for each other. You know, and it was just a bad. It was just wrong, wasn't it? it just didn't mm. work out at all. Well, an interesting one was, was Saka deciding to stay, of course. And, you know, how, how do you think that would have gone down with the manager? Because the window's completely closed now. And, you know, it's up to him to try and get himself fit for selection. Well, it's entirely up to it's up to Mamadou, isn't it? It's up to him to show the manager and win, win him back. You know, there's, there's been a few little spats and, and Saka's had these problems, you know, with the ban as well. Mm. So it's entirely up to the player. You know, it's, 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 set, it's firmly in his hands, you know, and he's got to show everybody... And win everybody back, you know, because when he's when he's fit and playing well, again he can add. He's a quality player. There's no doubt about that. But it's entirely up to him. We are on the Five Times podcast. You're going on the road mm-hmm. with Five Times. You know about that. You've got a gig coming up with Robbie Fowler, Smicer on the treble season. You're looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to. It. You know, I don't tire of it talking about that that season. That was particularly. It was just a. It was a great time to be at the club, and there's nothing. You know, it's all. It's, you need a wee bit, You need a bit of luck when you when you join a club, and, and I just sort of arrived right place at the right time, the, the the right type of players and the style suited me, and and I love talking about that that mm. particular season. It was it was great fun, you know, to to go all those games and win all those cups and and do pretty well in the league, get Champions League football as well. It was a great it was a great season, and it was just nice to be part of it. I was in the youth team at the time, so thank you for. I remember you. Amazing. It was ah, oh, it was amazing. I mean, some of some of the games, like you're saying, and your contribution was vital to that. So, so thank you for that. Uh, a, a quick one. I wanted to get your take on on Gary Neville. You may have seen his interview this week on on yes. Sky Sports. He said he's been thrown overboard. Three international tournaments as a coach, six as a player. He's the only young English coach to have managed a top four club in the league. Obviously, meaning Valencia there, the most experienced he's ever been. But he's viewed as a failure. How did you view those comments? Oh, well, you know, I think the comments thrown overboard. But it's, you know, he's a very experienced guy, as you say. You know, just just mentioning what he's been involved in as a player at his club domestically and international football. But but when there's a change of management, there's, it, it, 
that's that's just par for the course, isn't it? I don't think it was a case of being thrown overboard, but the, the facts are when a new manager comes in, they, they bring their own guys, and I, I don't maybe taking it a little bit personal, but I don't, I don't, I don't see that was the case, you know. And I, I still think he's got a part to play. I think the FA are are in the process of speaking to loads of ex-players, players of of the ilk of Gary, you know, mm. to help, you know, at, at other levels. Maybe for Gary, that, that that chance that the working with the big team is maybe in his eyes maybe gone, but. Down the line, somebody else might want to use Gary Neville, and he's he's a guy who's who, who, who talks a lot of sense when you you know you hear his views on the game. Mm-hmm. But it, it did, you know he was part of a failing uh, management team in the summer, you know, and I, 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 the comments were a wee bit strong. I don't think he was thrown overboard. Well, well, let's move on. Let's have a little look at Chelsea. Very tough test. Friday, Friday night mm-hmm. football. How do you see this one? Well, the big surprise for me is that this game is taking place on a Friday night in a week where it's it's Champions League and Europa League. And to see mm. the, the fact that these two teams are not involved is absolutely it's, it's amazing, really, when you look at the records of both of them over over recent years of of either being in Champions League or Europa League. So that's that's the that's the strange thing for me seeing this game taking part in a in a European week. Mm-hmm. But the two teams have started well. You know, I like the manager, I like Conte, I like his style. You know, no dissimilar to Jurgen. Very emotional on the sides, you know, the, the, he kicks every ball, plays every pass. And I think the I think with those two on the sides, the two managers on the sides, you know what you know what the fans are like with, uh, to each other. We're going to see a lot tasty. of them. We're going to see a lot of them too on the cameras, aren't we, on Friday night? Absolutely. You know, <laughs> and, and it's, the, the rivalry's been there over the over recent times as well. So, I think we could see a tasty fixture on Friday night. How important do you think the signing of Kante was for for Chelsea? You can see Leicester suffering, I think, from that lack of protection. But can he be the difference you think for Chelsea to really get in the mix this season? Uh, yeah, I like Kante. He's, he's he's a quality player, and he's just the insurance for for the attacking players. You know, Willian getting forward and Hazard and. Mm. But but the one who's impressed me, just like uh, Manny's impressed me for Liverpool, I think Costa started the season well. You know, love him or hate him, he's influential, he's dangerous. You know, and I think we need to we need to keep our eye on him. What about our team news then? Obviously, Coutinho missed out last weekend against Leicester because of the travelling he did against Brazil. Does he come back in, or, or does he stick with the same team that that demolished Leicester so comfortably? Well, it's that's a, that's it's a, it's a nice decision for for the manager to have, you know, having Coutinho nice and fresh and fit, having rested him at the weekend. But the interesting thing for me was the, how fresh and sharp Firmino looked. He didn't travel to Brazil, mm-hmm. you know, and you could see that. He started the game, he looked very, very sharp at the weekend. So, there's again, it's, it's, it's a nice selection problem, um, but my feeling would be that I would, I would, me personally, I would be trying to wedge in Coutinho somewhere. I have to ask you about the goalkeeper situation. We had Chris Kirkland on, and he said that Karius has been brought in as number one. Chuck him in. It doesn't matter if it's Chelsea away playing; he's number one. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'll go with Karius, or maybe wait for that game against Derby in the League Cup Tuesday? Yeah, I would. I would go with the with the latter there. I think Simon. I think it'd be a good one for Karius to look at. Go down at Stamford Bridge and get a feel for it, get a look at it, and then I think the Derby one would be a, would be a more suitable game to to come in and make the start. Brilliant. Gary Mack, absolutely brilliant. Great having you on. Top man. Okay, nice speaking to you. Coming soon to a city near you.
the Liverpool Legends. For more information and ticket prices, check out our websites, fivetimes.co.uk. It's been great having the lads on. Hope you enjoyed that. Brilliant hearing from Aldo, Gary Mack, Kirky and Ricky Lambert as well. Some very interesting stuff. If you, you want to see any of the other lads as well or hear their, their stories, perhaps over a few pints, then go to the Five Times website and check out which events, which players... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. In which location? Biggest thanks goes to you. Thanks for downloading it and spread the word and we'll speak to you next time.